Hey everybody, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past, and we take a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high praise of classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of the old adulation. How are you doing, hon? I'm pretty good, and yourself? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. That's good. Were you going for a Bill Cosby thing there? No, not really. I was just... Trying to say that I was doing okay. Oh, okay. Is that, is that okay? You kind of came out a little Bill Cosby, but oh, if I was doing my Bill Cosby. Oh, no, we're not going there. Okay, so <laughs> so no, things are good. Things are good. No good. complaints. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. What's been What's been going on with you? What's been going on with me? I live in this house with you, and we're here all the time, constantly. Yeah. We went for a walk today. That was we did. Cool. We went for a walk, and we got snacks. Yep. We masked up and went into a store one at a time. Yes, we we were buying snacks and it was like, okay, you go in first and you pick out your snacks and then I'll go in and pick out my snacks and pay for it all. Yep. 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 That's the world we it's live in. It's been a year of this. It's been a year of this. But let's get on to something more fun. Yeah. Is it more fun? Yeah, I'd say, I would say most things are. More things. Okay. Most things are more fun than, than COVID. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Oh that's, that's fair. Well, this so much week, so. this week we will be talking about. Clueless, which originally hit theaters back in 1995. Wow. As if. You were just waiting for that one, weren't you? No, it kind of came to me too late. Mr. Hall was way harsh. He gave me a C minus. <laughs> well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Hello? There was a stop sign. I totally paused. You tried driving in platforms. Should I write them a note? <gasps> Ew! Get off of me! Ah, oh, as if! Cher's got attitude about high school boys. It's a personal choice every woman has got to make for themselves. Cher's saving herself for Luke Perry. Cher, you're a virgin? I mean, I'm not prude. I'm just highly selective. I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. <laughs> What the hell is that? Says who? Calvin Klein. I'm gonna be a supermodel. What are you doing? Yo, you're getting on the freeway. Get on the freeway. Are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. Whatever. Did I miss something? This big hair back? surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Let's return to July of 1995. One of the biggest events was, I'll get it out of the way, just so Mike doesn't need to worry about it, but I feel like it would be unkind to not mention it. 7,000 Bosnian men are massacred when Bosnian Serbs overrun the UN safe haven of Srebrenica. 7,000. Yeah. Okay, that's their new high bar for it's body It's pretty count. high. It's pretty high, which is terrible. So let's get into the fun stuff. Yay. Because this, some of these really made me go like, these all happened at the exact same time. This is, oof. Is this a murder month? Is it no, murder no, month? No, 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 no. Okay. I promise. Okay. July 11th, Shaggy releases <laughs> Bombastic. Oh, okay. Truly fantastic. Wasn't the the video for that stop motion claymation? I honestly don't know. I, I didn't have MTV in 1995. Mm, I have well, much music though. Oh, I didn't have that either. Yeah, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I feel like I saw the video for it 
No, it wasn't. It didn't have a claymation video. There is a Lipton brisk iced tea commercial to this song. Is it really? Yes. And that was the claymation bit. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next day, Enrique Iglesias released his debut self-titled album, which was also a pretty big hit. It's way too early for Hero, right? Yeah. Hero, I think, was either the next one or the one after that. But he became like a big... Because then he was dating... Didn't he... Well, he dated... Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. And then he married Anna Kornikova. Either way, I was just like, this is like, wow. July 17th, Forbes magazine announces Bill Gates is the richest man in the world with a net wealth of $12.9 billion. Wow. Like, to put that in perspective, isn't Elon Musk almost $200 billion at this point? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous at this point. I really feel like once you hit a billion, it just needs to roll over. It's like you win capitalism, you're done. You don't need any more money than that. You'll never have less than a billion dollars, but you'll never have more than a billion dollars. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. I don't don't get it. Why? Yeah, they're, they're up to... Him and Bezos are almost each at two hundred billion. They're they're on a race to two hundred, which is insane. Nobody needs that much money. I don't even know how Elon Musk makes all his money. Yeah, what does he do? Like, I, like I know he has Tesla and I know he has SpaceX, but like, what does he do? Didn't he? Wasn't he like an original person with PayPal? He was. He was one of the creators of PayPal, and like I'm not sure exactly. I actually listened to a podcast where they talked about it. The only part of it I remember is when they were like, "We need to get him out of here." And they basically bought him off. Yeah, it makes sense. Because, you know, he's such a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really don't know where he gets all of his money because, like, seriously. It's Stocks, like, I guess. I don't know. Stonks. Stonks. But, ah, yeah. July 18th, Dreams from My Father, a memoir by Barack Obama, is published by Times Books. Interesting. And on July 31st, Walt Disney announces it has uh, the acquisition of ABC. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought... Yeah, no, I remember now. I, I don't remember when I knew that ABC was owned by Disney, but I know it was there's a point where it was like, oh, well, Disney didn't own this, you know? Yeah, but then one Saturday, Saturday morning started. Do you remember? God, what was it? It was like ABC, part of go.com. And it was like go.com is like the big Disney thing. I have no idea. No, you don't remember go.com? I don't think I had ABC until like 1996. Well, that that's a year after this. So I feel like that would have been... Yeah, but I if only, Disney bought them in ninety five. I was only watching one Saturday morning. Uh, I see. You just needed Pepper Ann and recess and all that crap. Yes. Yeah. And gotcha. Doug. Disney's Doug. I hate Doug. I don't know why. I have maybe I just have like weird memories of that show, but I just didn't like I Doug. I like Doug. Yeah, see, that's not the that's not the theme song I know. The theme song I know is. Oh yeah, because it was on Nickelodeon first. I never, I I've never seen the Nickelodeon stuff because I didn't have cable. Maybe the maybe the Disney stuff was better, and I just knew the. People always say that the Disney stuff isn't as good, but like this is pretty good. I don't know. I people just don't like change. I just don't remember not liking. I had the Doug movie on VHS, the bright colorful tape. Wow. We might still have it, actually. Do we own the Doug movie? We might. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, whatever. It's not, it's not like we own a VCR to watch it. Yeah. I'm thinking of donating it to uh, The Staircase. It's a new... They're, they're taking VHS tapes, and I got to go through my VHS tapes and see what I'm like. Well, you're not... Do you, How many VHS tapes do we have here? Probably I about 15. That, I knew about the Sailor Moons, and that yeah. makes sense because it's Sailor Moon. Yeah, I wouldn't Sailor, get rid of those. No. 
Not that I can watch them. No. But they're there in case. Case we just in case. I should probably just buy a VHS. But no, no. If I buy a VHS player, next thing you know, I'm collecting VHS. No, here's and what's going to happen. Please don't let me buy a VHS I won't, player. I won't. No, but at some point, if I have a big enough room where I can do it, I'm going to get a CRT TV for old video games. Oh, no. And then you can hook it up to that, and then no, because then then I'll just start buying VHS tapes. Okay, but then I'll just buy all the really expensive cables so that I can play my old systems on the HD TV. Okay, make that's them probably look better because I will just buy VHS tapes, and apparently that's the new hot thing to collect, and they're expensive now. Really? So, yeah. Do you want to know? You want to something ridiculous yes. about video game cords? No, it has nothing to do with VHS tapes. Okay, have you ever heard? I just said no. <laughs> I don't Go care. ahead. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you every, and I'm gonna tell you anyway. Have you ever heard of a frame meister? No. So a frame meister is no. this machine. <laughs> uh, it's a machine that you hook your composite or component video s- signal, like your old red, wire, red, white, and yellow wires or your other wires into. And then that is upscaled into an HDMI signal. Care to guess how much that little box is worth? $5. Five hundred dollars. That's stupid. It is. Don't do it. Retro game collecting stuff is expensive, and you never play any of the retro stuff anyway. Because it looks like crap, and I need to upgrade the setup. That's not your only reason. Anyway, there's too many games to play and not enough time. Shall we talk about the box office of the summer of 1990? Sure. Unless you had more Doug to talk about. No. So the big movie of summer 1995 was not Clueless. It was Apollo 13. That's fair. Apollo which, 13 is a big movie. Yeah. I remember watching that too. It uh, took number one uh, at the start of July and ran through until Waterworld took the number one spot at the end of July. <laughs> Wait, Waterworld qualifies to be on this show? Yep. We're not uh, That's a big movie we remember liking. That's fair. I, I don't remember liking Waterworld. Me either. The only thing I remember is him dr- distilling and drinking his own pee. I remember that. I remember that they go to, they find land at the end of the movie. And I remember that the stunt show at Universal's was pretty badass. And other than that, I don't remember anything. I get it confused with an old cartoon called Legend of Dark Water. I remember that show. Yeah. yeah. Remember <laughs> remember that Tupac video where, Tupac video, where it's, uh, it's basically Waterworld, but in the desert? No. In the city. No, don't city say up never, Compton. never stop. Clueless never topped the box office. Shocking. But Shocking. the top movies of the year were Toy Story with 191.7 million, Batman Forever with 184, and Apollo 13 at 172 million. Clueless was number 32. In at, the top box office. In the top box office. What award did this movie win to make it qualify for this show? Took in 56.6 million, but... Not only did it win some awards, but in 2008, Entertainment Weekly ranked Clueless as number 42 of one of the new classics, the list of 100 uh, films released between 1983 and 2008. They also named it 19th best comedy of the last 25 years. And Empire ranked it as the number one teen movie of the last uh, on their list of 50 greatest teen movies of all time. Number one. Mm-hmm. It also won lots of awards. Alicia Silverstone nominated and won lots of awards for her performance, including the MTV Movie Award, which was actually called the MTV Movie and TV Awards at the time. Oh, really? Okay. And the screenwriter and director, Amy Heckerling, was nominated and won several as well, including Best Screenplay from the National Society of Film Critics. Cool. So I'd say it counts. 
Fair. So getting into our memories of the do, film. Do, 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 do. What? 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 I, I don't know. Getting into our memories of the film. I saw this movie for the first time two days ago. I know. Isn't that crazy that, that you've never seen it? That's cult my memories classic. of the film. It's not even a cult. It's just a classic. There is a thing about this movie that I did know going into it, but I will keep that. Was it Paul Rudd? It, I will keep that under my hat until we go into the actual talking about the movie. But why don't you take over? Because clearly this was your pick. You have to have some sort of you know, reverence for this film. I honestly can't remember the first time I watched this movie. I know I've watched it a ton of times. Right. I know I remember most of this movie, but I always remember it out of order. Okay. Uh, we do own this movie in a two-pack with Mean Girls. I See, I've seen Mean Girls. Yeah, Mean Girls is great. I but love that's Mean still Girls. Like, I thought it was fun. That's still like three years out from when we can do it. Right. No, this movie, it's one that I've, I've seen many, many times. And like, I can't think... Of a 90, like a, a young woman between who, honestly, I, I don't, I don't know anybody under the, or oh, sorry, over the age of, we'll say 25 who hasn't seen this movie because it is classic sleepover fair. It, it's one of those movies that was like on TV a fair bit back in the day. It's just, I honestly don't remember the first time I've seen it because I've seen it so many times. I haven't watched it in the last few years, though. It's probably been a good five or six years since I've seen this movie. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I always remember it out of order, but I remember every scene, which is weird. Okay, interesting. That's an interesting way to remember a movie. Yeah, like I just remember things happening out of order because it is very much because it is it's an adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma. Oh, is it? Okay. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh. I told you, I only know one thing about this movie, and we'll get into it in a moment. Yeah, like the one character, Elton, Mm -hmm. he's the only character that shares a name with his Emma counterpart. Interesting. Because Emma is about kind of a brash socialite woman who deems herself matchmaker, who actually kind of sucks at it. Mm -hmm. And so the teachers are like uh, this couple she originally sets up at the beginning of the book. I've never read Emma, but I know about Emma. Jane Austen just isn't my thing. That's, you know, whatever. But I know about Emma. And it was like one of the the early adaptations, like, like this kind of like, because then you've got other movies that are like these uh, teen takes on classics, like oh, 10 yeah. Things I Hate About You is Taming of the Shrew. And She's the Man is Twelfth Night. Yeah. 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 So it, it's it's a popular trope these days, taking these old stories and turning them into something new. But like, when has this not been a thing? Like how many adaptations of Romeo and Juliet are there? Yeah, there's a lot. This is true. Like West Side Story. That is true. West Side Story is an adaptation of Romeo. And they're remaking West Side Story right now. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. So yeah, it's it's very interesting in that regard when you realize it is, for what it is, it's actually a pretty smart take on a classic novel. So does that kind of color your thoughts on it? It changes my opinion a little bit. Isn't that neat though that like this movie where it's it's basically a bunch of LA airheads mm-hmm. is about a bunch of Victorian airheads. Right. So, okay, then that leads to the the thing. Let's get into the movie. Okay. So this is the thing that I wanted to hit right off the top because this is the only thing I know about this movie going into it. Okay. I knew that Paul Rudd was the love interest. Yes. So when it was revealed very early into the movie, yes, that Paul Rudd is her stepbrother. Yes. I was like, what are this you? This is pre the po- rise in popularity of step sibling porn. Still, 
They're no, still, they're the dad divorced his mom, right? Because Cher's mom died when she was a baby in a freak liposuction accident. Yes, and her dad is remarried. It sounds like several times since, as well, at least once. These LA folks are want to do. Yes, and one of the people he married was Paul Rudd's character, Josh's mom. Yes, and she then they have since gotten divorced, but Mel, who's Cher's dad is the only like stable male influence he's had in his life and ha- they've kept in contact since. So he's not really his son. He's more like an older male role model. So, okay. So this is, this has carried over from the Shakespeare then too. It's not Shakespeare. Well, sorry. It's you, Jane Austen, but whatever, no, it sorry, hasn't. Austen, right. No, it hasn't. Okay. So either way, it's uh, just a convenient way to have this guy in her life. It is a very convenient way. And it's a little weird. It was weird. You know what? When you were like 13 and watching this for the first time, whatever, it didn't matter. I'm sure it might not have, but I'm not a 13 year old. This is the thing. I am not a 13 year old girl. I am not the target audience for this film. So so I'm not the target audience for a lot of films. I still like them. Like Fast and the Furious. Fast and uh, uh, You know, Fast and Furious is totally your bullshit. I know, but I'm not the target audience. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway. It was a really weird note to start the movie on where it was like, okay, uh-huh. So this movie they is They make about it very her. clear that the dad and his mom are divorced. They do make that clear, but it's still weird because she's still, they're still step-siblings, essentially. No, ex-step-siblings. Okay. They wouldn't even qualify for those porns these days. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just making excuses. Uh, you are, yes. Yeah, so that that happens, and then right off the bat, we are introduced to. Okay, so here's the thing. Like I'm, I wrote it. I I wrote down a fair amount of notes for. This. Oh, I have like nothing. So this is a fun. So this switcheroo. is okay. Yeah, because normally this is not the thing that normally happens. Is is if it's a movie that I either am really enjoying or don't really care about, I I won't write anything. Yeah. But I, I did write a ton, not a ton, but a fair amount for this That's movie. That's good, because I didn't write much. Okay, so right off the beginning, she is like, what will I wear today? And she uses a computer, yeah. a computer program that is purposely designed yes. to only pick out items for her wardrobe. Yeah. Which, one, is not plausible, does not exist, which is fine. But she's so rich, it doesn't she's matter. She's rich, it's fine. It's She's rich, and it's a movie. That's fine. It's a teen girl fantasy. It's, it's okay. I, I, I was able to accept that as, oh, this is a funny joke. What I couldn't accept was throughout the rest of the movie, she never uses this computer again. <laughs> and there are several scenes in the movie where she is picking out clothes. Why didn't she just use this computer that was probably very... Uh, clearly, it was only there to be used as a throwaway joke during the credits, during the opening montage and they never thought about this thing ever again because it re- reappears zero times in the movie. Did you know that outfit that she wears? At the beginning? The yellow plaid uh-huh. is the most expensive outfit in the whole movie. That's not surprising. It's the one that's on the cover. Is it not? I think so. Uh, no. Oh, I feel like that was the outfit I remember her wearing. It's a very iconic. The yellow plaid, it's a yeah. very iconic. I'm pretty sure it's Givenchy. Uh, okay that doesn't help me I, I don't know what that is i assume it's a fashion designer 
Yes, it's very important. Oh my god, it's a very important designer. Oh, see, okay, yeah. No, that's a see the, that uh, Aliyah dress is not the same dress. The Aliyah, no, the one on the cover is very similar to the Aliyah dress, but it looks like it's like. See, Dion on the cover is wearing the same outfit she wears in her first appearance. I see. With the big hat. But Cher is wearing a red outfit with a white boa. But in the the opening, she's wearing a, um, like the designer, like this plaid suit. And this dress, I'm because I remember reading the trivia that the the costume designer, everyone's like, oh, how did you like find all these high end? She's like, actually, the budget was considerably cheap for you know, a movie at the time. And the most expensive dress was this one. And Alicia Silverstone got to keep everything. Like that was part of the deal that they gave her. So she actually gave it to charity to auction off. Oh, well, that's nice. Like all the clothes. So there you go. There you go. So we're introduced to her dad. Mm-hmm. And there was one little bit here that I did enjoy. And I don't even know if you caught this because you didn't make a comment about it. If, if there was something little that happened in this movie, you pointed it out to me, but you did not point this out to me. Okay. So she makes a comment about how the housekeeper, everyone is afraid of the dad. Yeah. And the housekeeper runs away when the dad shows up. Yeah. In the ensuing scene, the dad and... I am wrong. I am so sorry. I am wrong. It's a different designer. Oh, what? I know. (laughs) We must rectify this. I'm so sorry. I I just wanted to double check if I could find the actual cost of the outfit because I remember reading it was like the most expensive outfit in the film. It was actually... Dolce and Gabbana. Oh, well, at least I've heard of that name. That yeah. I do know. That explains why I, that would be the most expensive because it's a name that me, a, a foolish plebeian, might understand. Well, I mean, it's also a really cute outfit. Right. Okay. Anyway, so the dad, he, he's off on his little warpath at the beginning of the movie yelling, and, and they're talking in the kitchen. Did you catch that the maid is hiding behind a door no you can see her stomach sticking out oh she's no. hiding behind the door okay that's cute though. it was i i did enjoy that I, I wrote that 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 made me laugh the dad i'm just gonna throw this out here right now because we're talking about the dad the dad is my favorite character in the entire show like really the entire movie my, my really yeah. the dad is his lines are funny and his lines are angry yes so they make me like you know, it was like, okay, I, I feel this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel where he's coming from. My my personal favorite is when Ty is being introduced at dinner and she's sitting in his chair and she's like, nice to meet you. And he's like, get out of my chair. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's literally the first thing he says to her. Uh, so yeah, no, the dad was, the dad was my favorite character. I actually wrote down the dad is the best character in the movie. Amazing. My note says, but yeah. And then, then I started talking about stepbrother porn because Oh, dad is also happy with stepbrother porn because once it starts getting into the stepbrother stuff, you can see, or like once he starts talking to her, you see like sly winks and nods from the dad, like not winks, but he's like, mm-hmm. like, like he's been waiting for this to happen for years. Yeah. Like, is that why he keeps him around is so that eventually Paul no, can like he, knock he, up his daughter. He doesn't have a son. He likes that Josh is going to be a lawyer because her dad is a very, 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 one of the best corporate lawyers mm-hmm. makes he's five hundred dollars an hour, and in 1995, that's probably like two thousand dollars today an hour. Mm-hmm. So to see his daughter, who admittedly is flighty and doesn't, he's like, you have no direction, blah blah. But to see her interested in someone who is going to school to be a lawyer, who obviously looks up to Mel and everything, 
they're not related. He's no longer married to Josh's mom. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? This is a good match for my daughter. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So we start we start meeting all of the principal cast of this film. And they're all people I like rec- recognizable actors. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know these people. I know the guy from Scrubs. I know Donald uh, on. Yeah, I don't know their names. I know who they are. Oh, I'm better with faces than I am with names. Sorry. The Devon or Devon. Yeah, Devon. I don't know. I told you. No, I not just... Devon. Dion. Dion. I just told you. I don't know people's names. Okay. I know. Remember, they're named Cher after is... Cher. They're named after singers. Dion, Cher. Cher. Oh, got it. Dion Warwick and Cher. Oh, I thought it was Celine Dion. I don't know. No, it wasn't spelled that way. But no, remember 1995. Right. Celine Dion mm-hmm. would have been. Um, very young and right as she was starting to get popular. So there's no way Dion would have been named after Celine Dion because she would have been 15 at the time. Fair. So she's named after Dion Warwick. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. All right. And then Ty, Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Who, who it took me a minute to recognize that it was Brittany Murphy. Yeah, this is right. Like this is like her. I don't know if she was really in much before. Well, this, she's but- got red hair and she's very tan. Yeah. And this movie. Yeah. And I I can't remember anything I haven't seen her in where she's, you know, not pale and blonde. Well, I remember when we watched Dropped at Gorgeous. No, I don't remember that. Remember Dropped at Gorgeous with Kirsten Dunst? Uh, I, uh, no, apparently I don't remember. The Lots. mockumentary with the beauty queens okay. in Minnesota. Y- yeah. Okay. No, I sort of remember Christy that. Alley's murdering all the competition. Sure. I, I somewhat remember we watched this. I do not remember the movie at all. Well, Brittany Murphy's in that too. Okay. It's one of her earlier films Fair. too. I also ch- oh, just told you I don't remember this movie at goodness, all. Oh my goodness, hun. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess, on that one. Oh, you but. must have been on your phone the whole day. Oh my God. Brittany Murphy was on Pepper Ann. Was she? Yeah. Well, she did voice acting. She was she on did a King lot of the Hill and stuff. Yeah, too. she did a lot of voice acting. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. She was on Boy Meets World. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. So she, before this, she was in, um, there's a lot of one-off episodes of TV shows like Party of Five. Oh. <laughs> she was in a few episodes of Sister, Sister. And then I would say Clueless is the movie that got her kind of like- Out there. Out there. Because like Clueless did become- It, it big, was a TV show She well. appeared in the TV show as a different character. What? Named Jasmine. That makes no sense. Because you know what? I'm pretty sure. Because then she was in Drop Dead Gorgeous. And girl, she was in Girl Interrupted as a girl with an eating disorder. Okay. Because I remember she was like hiding her food. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? No. You should watch that movie. <gasps> I guess that's your next pick. No. <laughs> but then, you know what was the movie that really like catapulted her into, I think, being known? Hmm. Was actually, um, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. It was Don't Say a Word. Uh, with uh, Michael Douglas and Sean Bean. Is that the one where that's like, I'll never tell. That's her. That's the only thing I know. I think that's her. the movie that really got people like interested in. But she got more roles after Clueless. And then that kind of, and then she did like 8 Mile, right. Uptown Girls. And that's when she really got into that blonde. Because I don't even know if in Girl Interrupted she was blonde. Clearly, I have not spent a lot of time watching Brittany Murphy's back catalog. Oh, poor Brittany Murphy. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so yeah, so we start meeting the cast mm-hmm. and all of them suck. They're all unlikable. 
Wow. <laughs> no, you want to know what's funny? Uh-huh. So you say that. Uh-huh. And I was actually reading up on Emma. And when Jane Austen wrote Emma, because Cher is Emma. Yes. Obviously. When uh, she was writing it, she wanted to come up with a heroine that no one but her herself, like being Jane Austen, mm. would like. I, I feel like she accomplished this, but she didn't with this movie because you seem to like Cher so much. Well, we'll get into that. Okay. I, I, I Cher has good intentions. She has good intentions. No, she doesn't. She wants to get her grades good for her. Like she doesn't want to put in the work. No, so she she does the first match based on just her own advantage. She does the first match on but her own. But once she sees how happy they are, she does want to help other people. But she doesn't take their own feelings into account, so she keeps trying to force Elton on Ty, which is exactly what happens in the book. Uh, yes, but I don't know this. I'm just, I'm I have to review what I'm I'm watching, and I watch Clueless and not Emma. Well, I'm so, just saying. So this, I'm giving you some backstory fair. on this. Is exactly what happens in the book. The character Elton is uh, so. Ty likes this guy, Travis, who's Breckenmeyer. Yes. Immediately. Like, they it's it very up. obvious. They have a spark immediately. And same thing as in the book. Cher is like, no, my goal is to turn this farmer girl. She could be a farmer in those clothes. Is that why she said that? She's not a farmer, but that's what she no, looks like. No, but she says that, doesn't she? She yeah. says, you, yeah. So that's the reference. Okay. No, it's not. It's just the well, she's, in Emma, Emma, she's a farmer. No, in Emma, the guy she likes is a farmer. Oh, who I see. Share Emma thinks is below their sta- see, station. See, I'm learning so much about Jane Austen. Yeah, <laughs> so she tries to hook her up with this guy named Mister Elton. Uh huh. So she's like, oh, "Okay, I guess this is better for my standing." But it turns out Elton has a secret. No, it's the guy who's because there's no gay guy in Emma, but he's secretly engaged. Christian is secretly engaged to a woman. But yeah, so Elton has no desire to be with Ty and was really interested in Cher. And then Cher or after Cher is like, no, get the hell off of me. He goes out with Amber, who's like Cher's enemy. Well, that basically happens in the book as well. Mm -hmm. But Cher is trying to help quote unquote tie because she thinks well i love being pretty and popular and you know having my pick of the hottest guys so clearly this so clearly this is what's going to make everybody else happy so to give that to another person is doing the greatest deed i could ever do not realizing not everybody has the same goals because what ty really wants is to be a travis they have a spark immediately but he is a burnout stoner a loser but she thinks he's really cool because he skateboards and he's funny and he's nice to her yeah yeah i guess travis isn't a dirt bag character either (laughs) travis isn't terrible he's just he's like he's pot yes he's got no goals he's just and goes to rehab at the end of the movie no he's not going to read he's in 12 steps is that not well yeah but that's 12 steps and rehab aren't the same but he is trying to improve himself so Travis is a good character. He is. He's probably him and the dad and mostly Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's pretty great. Paul, See, Paul, I like Paul Rudd. I've always liked How could liked you Paul. not? Like, I like Paul Rudd and everything. You're not supposed to like him in Halloween 6, but I still like him in it. You see, here's the thing. I like Paul Rudd, but this movie almost made me like not like Paul Rudd because of the weird stepbrother thing. Really? Yeah. I just like, It's not like I was like, oh, stop, stop it. Just, just don't. I mean, he's like... Again, one of the only decent people in the movie because he thinks about someone other than himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. 
So anyway, Christian, we'll talk about Christian. Why not? Because can I throw in just because it happens really at the start of the movie? Sure. Right near the beginning of the movie, I was very. I, one of the things I wanted to talk about, again, this podcast in general, is just things that like you wouldn't see in a movie today that like got a pass back in 1995 or whatever. Cher drops a hard R at one point. She does. And that's just so jarring these days to hear in a movie. Yeah. And like, to throw it around so casually. She throws that out. And then later on, later on she says tard yeah. as well. Yeah. So it gets double dropped. No, Ty says tard. So Someone does. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And one of the other, sorry, just before, because like I noticed it really, you noticed the, the maid hiding, but did you notice all the extras with like surgical bandages on their faces? No. From nose jobs and chin implants. That may, yeah, no. That so uh, many of the female extras in almost every scene where you have like at school, mm-hmm. so at least one person either has a bandage on their nose or on their chin. Interesting. Because it's LA. Yep. No. And I, even in high school, people are getting nose jobs and chin sense. implants. That makes sense. And I thought that was very interesting. And you know what? If this movie was filmed today, you'd be seeing girls like checking the 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 needle marks on their lip filler Mm -hmm. so i just thought that was a nice touch Mm -hmm. that i wanted to mention yeah no i didn't catch that at all so So. good catch there so christian shows up as Mm -hmm. soon as that dude showed up i was like well that dude's gay oh yeah like immediately but it's 1995 i didn't realize in 1995 and even then it wasn't until like murray like flat out was like he's gay i was like He calls him a, a friend of Dorothy as yes. well, which I real I, throwback. Yeah, which is something that don't they say like friends of what is it now? Best Judy. Best Judy. That's no it. a friend of Dorothy and a best Judy are two different. They're things. different. A friend of Dorothy is another euphemism for being a gay. Your best Judy is like your your best, best non female friend. Okay, but your because best straight friend though, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's Judy Garland. Okay, that okay. Because so she was very she was like you know a good friend to gay people before it was even socially acceptable to be like a friend even a friend of someone who was gay right so like to be your best judy that is your friend who you can you know friend to the end yeah a couple other things i wrote down about paul rudd specifically one there is a scene in the movie where paul rudd is eating an absolutely enormous bowl of cheetos is he really? He is. He is. They're watching TV together. Mm-hmm. He has an enormous bowl of Cheetos. Wow. He has the orangest fingers I've ever seen, <laughs> which makes me wonder, like, how how many Cheetos was he eating during the takes yeah. or just picking them up and putting them back, picking them up and putting them back. But shortly after she has her fight with Ty, mm-hmm. where Ty is like, oh, I think I'm going to go after Josh. Cher goes on this monologue and she's like, Josh hates me. And I'm like, why does Josh hate you? It's not like he yelled at you. Ty yelled at you. Yeah. There's literally no moment where he pres- like where he was like angry at her at all. Mm-hmm. Like there was no misunderstanding where he stormed off or anything. The next time he sees her, he's nothing but civil to her. I I don't understand where she's like he hates me comes from. You've never been a teenage girl. Uh-huh. Basically, I feel like it comes from not so much Anything based in reality of what he's said, but just her perceived, our interaction wasn't perfect. He must hate me. Right. Okay. Because I've been there. I guess. Fair point. If you're a teenage girl. Point. Counterpoint. Cher, she's giving this speech where she says Josh hates her. This is one of the things I wrote down about Cher that I actually really enjoyed. Okay. 
she's giving this huge speech about how her life is shit mm-hmm. and her friends hate her mm-hmm. and Josh hates her. And then she sees a cute outfit in the window, stops mid speech, buys it. Like, like it, she goes into the store and then it cuts back to her continuing her brooding speech with the shopping bag. Yeah. That I really enjoyed as a character moment. Yeah. That it's was very, very funny accurate to, me. to the that character. Was very funny to me. So I'll give them props for that one. So the guy, the, the scene where it all comes to a head with Josh and Cher is when they're, she's helping because she decides, oh, I'm going to start helping everyone now and that will make my life better. Mm-hmm. And she's helping with the the case. Yeah. And in the scene, Josh and Cher are, you know, I humping each other at the table. And the guy calls them out, but he's so rude about it that oh, I'm like, yeah. is this dude trying to get fired? Because he's yelling at both his boss's kid and stepson. Yeah. He calls her a moron. He's very cruel to them. Like he's clearly trying to get fired, this guy. He must be because, yeah, I know I agree 100%. And I, I wrote literally out of my like three notes, which were hard R from Cher, so many extras with surgical bandages, Ty saying the tarred word, and then lawyer calling boss's daughter a moron. Dumb move, buddy. Yeah. Because really- Great he, career move. Because all it's going to take is one word from one of the other, those two, and then the other one backing him up and be like, hey, your lawyer buddy called me a moron Why was all I was doing was like organizing files. Yeah. And then Josh has to be like, he did. He went way overboard. It's like, well, and you're off the team. Mel is such a high ranking lawyer in the city. One word from him would probably destroy someone's career. He'd probably have to move. Yeah. But like, well, I guess I'm going to go be a lawyer in like and Mississippi. Mel, Mel is the kind of angry person that he would go off the handle and fire that guy immediately. Fire him immediately and destroy his career. Yeah. Like just flat out. So maybe that's why the other two wouldn't say something to be like, look, he was mad. If we say something to Mel. It's going to destroy this guy's career. Maybe we'll be the better people in this one. He's just stressed out. Maybe. Because Josh is a good dude. Yeah, Josh is. And I don't think Cher would in this. I'm sure if Josh pointed it out to Cher, she'd be like, you know what? You're right. Let's keep this one on the DL. Right. So they start kissing. And I wrote down, what is the age difference here? Because she's supposed to be 16. Cause she just got like she just got her license. She, she just turned. She, 16. Oh, she didn't get her license. She she just was going for. It. She, she went just for her license. 16. So she just turned sixteen, and he's in college. Yeah, and has been in college. No, no, no. They they said like he's been in college for a little while. Like this isn't. Well, no, his, he's not in his first year or anything. Oh, like that. I thought he. Are you sure? I feel like they don't. They mentioned that it's not his first year. Like, I don't think he's a college senior or anything, but... Josh is a college freshman in the movie, meaning he's either 18 or 19 years old. Sure, it's not that far off from Share 16, but she's still a minor. Right. So, like, this is the kind of movie... Boom! But Paul Rudd was 26 when he filmed this movie, and Alicia Silverstone was, like, 16, 17 years old. Yeah, that's, see, that's what I'm thinking here. I mean, I know Paul Rudd looks exactly the same in this movie as he does yesterday. Isn't it crazy? But that's the thing. Paul Rudd doesn't look like he's... Paul Rudd looks like he's 26 and she looks like she's 16. So, yeah. So that's why my my note of what is the age gap here? (laughs) But yeah, so they get together and it's great. Everybody's happy. I'm so happy. And they they go. The teachers invite everyone. Why do they invite, invite so many of their students to their wedding? Do they not have friends? I feel like it would have been a share move to be like... Oh, can you can you invite me to the wedding? 
Can I be a bridesmaid? Oh my God, can I be a bridesmaid? Can you bring my best friends your bridesmaids? Because I know you have no friends because you were ugly until I took off your sweater. Also, that scene where she's like, they try to make her look hot. They like assault her and take her clothes and stuff. Yeah. And she just is like, all right. <laughs> He's like, I don't need my shirt back. Have you ever tried to like say no to a group of teenage girls? Because they're scary. See, that's the difference between you and me. Teenage girls didn't talk to me. <laughs> and, and they still don't. So, Hey, our neighbor says hi to you sometimes. She says hi to me because it's the polite thing to do. Have I had a conversation with her? About anything. What would you talk about? I don't know. Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thing still, right? (laughs) (gasps) So, yeah. I I mean, obviously, it's a movie and, you know, we got to do one big send off. Like, they even invite the Amber, who's I, I still don't get why anyone talks to her because they all hate her. Well, that's the thing. Amber is your stereotypical. She's the frenemy. Frenemy mean girl who everyone's kind of afraid of again she's a character in the book who does end up getting with elton and it's very much heavily implied that elton decides to go after amber who's shares enemy in the film yeah so it it reminds me there's a great <laughs> there's a great scene in josie and the pussycats the movie <gasps> where someone turns to one of the characters and is like why are you even here and she goes because i was in the comic and it's like, <laughs> this is exactly why Amber's here in this one. Uh-huh. She plays no part in it except for a few cutting words at Cher and our, our lead characters and then being alluded to dating Elton. Right. Was was Elton at the... Well, Elton wasn't at the wedding, but Amber was. Yeah. Well, maybe she didn't get a plus one. Maybe. Maybe it's a no ring, no bling situation. No, sorry. No ring, no bring situation. But then that would mean that... You know what? I'm sure. I'm sure. Share would have again been like, "Oh, please, can I bring my boyfriend?" Another act of manipulation. This guy by is Cher. my boyfriend. He's so cute. He's my stepbrother <laughs> he's, in college. He's probably too old for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's Paul Rudd. It's so Paul who Rudd. Cares? So who cares? Did you know that this was his first movie? What? No. that Wasn't that a Halloween movie before this? Because of the release schedule, he filmed this first. Really? Okay. Yeah. Or is it the other way around? You know, I feel like... You should check your facts before you spout them out. Well, now I'm like pretty... See, it's the ADHD, hun. This is like the third... First of all, <laughs> that conversation we had was not on the podcast, so that makes no sense to anyone. I know. I feel like this is the most you've ever looked up anything, and it's during the show. Like, Did you as know you're... Paul Rudd auditioned for the roles of Murray, Christian, and Elton? Rudd assumed that the character Murray was a white teenager trying to be a rapper. Okay. I mean, at the time, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. There is a scene in this movie where there is a group of kids who are described as the cool kids. Mm-hmm. And... I would shoot myself before I wore any of the outfits that they wore in the scene. Oh, yeah. I didn't just, have it flip-flopped. Yeah. I just gonna Often referred to as the film debut of Paul Rudd, which was really Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Clues was the second movie, but it was released before Halloween 6, causing the confusion. So this was the first movie he was in that was released, but, but not, the, not first the first movie, movie that he, he was filmed. In, he was in a few little, little things before this, but then there's that. And then 
man, not long after this, he was, oh, what was he in after? Because there was, and it makes me go like, wait, he went from Clueless to that so quickly. And I thought there'd be a bit more of like, you know, like a building up steam sort of like thing in a career. Because like, Halloween 6 is not a career launcher, I'll tell you that. But mm-hmm. Clueless was a uh, a real launcher for the people in this movie. No? I guess. I mean, I, I didn't see this movie until recently. Right so it's not like I could say that it launched the career of Alicia Silver. It Silver. did. It, it, I mean, it, clearly she was in quite a lot. And I mean, this is probably one of the things she's most well known for. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he was in Romeo and Juliet right after oh that's right he's paris that's right i forgot he's in that he's got like a weird haircut in it he's in an episode of the clueless tv show too is he is he josh no what the hell was the point of that (laughs) why did they keep bringing actors from the movie back and not making them play the characters they played in the movie some of the characters from the movie are in it and they are played by the actors of the movie that makes no sense (laughs) why Anyway, I, that's all the end of my notes. I don't know if there was anything no, else. No, I you, told you that's all I've yeah, got. Yeah, okay. So there's nothing else that you would like to talk I about? I'm so the, confused. I am very that. confused by the fact that they keep having actors from the movie not playing their characters from the movie. <laughs> Why even have them back? <laughs> Unless it's like, but it's not even like he's just an extra in the background. He's like an important part of the episode. Oh my god! Okay, you know what? There's this only, doesn't make any. The there only, were three seasons of that show. <laughs> we should watch this. Show. No, I'm not watching this. Show. I gotta the find only, it. The only, the only time that an actor not being brought back for something, and then having that actor show up again somewhere else that has ever made sense to me, is for the Back to the Future video game. Okay. In the Back to the Future video game, Michael J. Fox, who is at this point, when the game was released, well into Parkinson's retirement, mm-hmm. which fair, 100% fair that he would not come back to play Marty McFly in the Back to the Future video game. Christopher Lloyd does come back to play Doc Brown, but in the final episode of the Back to the Future games, because it was an episodic game series, Michael J. Fox shows up to play the great grandfather of his, like the great, great grandfather of his character. Which makes sense. So it's a small role for him. And that makes perfect sense. But why would you have the actor come back, play an entirely different character when their character exists in the show? Breck and Meyer also played a different character. Oh my God. The TV show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wow. don't get it. Okay. Well, I feel like we've we've talked clueless enough to death. I just, so I don't understand. Critics in 1995 had their thoughts on this movie. Why? So Laura, why don't you fill us in? I don't understand. On some past reviews. Okay. I don't get it. It I doesn't make I, any it sense. It makes no sense to me. So this movie has an 82% critical uh, approval rate and a 76% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Gene Siskel said, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Clueless. Roger Ebert said, this movie is aimed at teenagers, but like all good comedies, it will appeal to anyone who has a sense of humor and an ear for the ironic. Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly was not so positive. 
said, there's such a gaping discontinuity between her physical beauty and her vacant gum snapping personality that she's like a walking advertisement for everything that's right and wrong with America. So as I mentioned before, won a lot of awards. Mm -hmm. It is critically praised and is held in high regard when it comes to the best of the best of teen movies. So with that in mind, how does it hold up for you? I'm going to give it a plane. Really? You know what? I went in thinking burnt popcorn, or not burnt popcorn, oh my goodness. Double butter. Double double butter all day long. And then watching it, it's a good movie. I think it is a movie historically for what it is that people should watch if they're interested in film. It is important when it comes to teen films. But overall, the pacing's a little weird. The characters intentionally aren't super likable. No. But they're iconic. <laughs> Are they iconic because they're stereotypes? Well, they've kind of become, they, they've just become like, this movie is so well known and it is well made. Like, I would say it's honestly, it's a very good, good movie. I just, I feel like people should watch it, but, and I will watch it again and again and again, but more in that sense of like, I can recognize it for its enjoyment for me for its familiarity rather than it's like nostalgia factor rather than it being like oh my god this movie is amazing it is it is clever but like i know empire says the best teen movie but i disagree with them what would you say is the best teen movie? oh my god that's hard um i don't know like recently i rewatched empire records a while ago and it does not come close to being anything we could put on this podcast for our terms i tried mm-hmm. and i would say that was better than this i'm trying to think <sighs> best teen movie well mean girls is up there mean girls is classic mm-hmm. mean girls is great it covers so like Scream is technically a teen movie, right? They're in high school. Yep, um, yep. Yeah. So I don't know what I would peg. It's hard to say best. When it comes to just like a teen movie about being a teenage girl type teen movie, I would probably say Mean Girls is the best one. Okay. Okay. It's smarter. It's funnier. It's more poignant. Mm-hmm. Better acted. Mind you, like I would say, because Alicia Silverstone is nothing like Cher. Right, yeah. And she had typecast very quickly as being Cher. Did, was Alicia Silverstone the one who Baby Bird fed her kid? Yes. Okay. She's one of like <laughs> the first like vocal vegan actors. And of course, then it turns out like I feed my kid chewed up food. It was just like, oh my God, could you, could you just be normal and vegan? Because like people are just going to think that's what I do with my kid. It's like, no. You mean just, you don't? We just don't eat animals because yeah i don't know i just i'm like come on can i'm trying to think of someone who's normal anyway no i would give it a plane okay i would i i'm being completely honest i i feel like because i debated with it because i was like if i give it a plane is it going to be a thing? Not with you, but like, am I going to like be like, oh, you know, I'm betray- is it betrayal to myself. Is it gremlins for you? I think so. I think <laughs> it, does that mean you rank it a double butter? No, what I mean, <laughs> so that's. So not a double butter. No, no that's not here. I, what I mean is I gave gremlins a plane 
And looking back, I wish I'd given it a double butter. That's what no, I'm saying. No, you know what? I I've thought about it a lot, and it's just, it's it's a good movie. It's just, if I'm gonna sit down and watch another teen movie from the '90s again in the near future, it's not gonna be this one. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch it again. But it's not like, oh, man, I got to go out and watch this movie. Again. I need my 90s nostalgia fix. Got to watch Clueless. Yeah. I'll give it another five years and I'll watch it again and be happy I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy we watched it. But I'll watch Bring It On again before I watch this again. Okay. So okay. I still like it. Okay. That's I didn't say you didn't have to. Plane is still positive, right? Mm-hmm. Right. As for me, this movie did something that I was not expecting. And it was, it made me really appreciate Bring It On more. Oh. It really did. I, I felt like Bring It On, I mean, it's, it, it's, my thoughts have changed slightly now that I know it's actually based on something. But like, I appreciated Bring It On and what it did with very similar characters mm-hmm. and what it did for their story. Mm-hmm. And, I guess now knowing that, oh, well, they had to do this because it's based on something makes it a little different. But still, it made me like bringing on a little bit better. <laughs> it's, not oh, a, no. it's, it's not a double butter. I gave that movie a plane. It's staying a plane. But I like it better after having seen this movie. Well, you haven't watched. That's the other thing, right? You don't have any basis for comparison when it comes to something like bring it on. because You haven't watched a lot of movies like that. No. And now you and now are that being I have, subjected now to that you, more. You are subjecting me to more and more 90s teen girl movies. This is a, what, our third now? Mm-hmm. So, because we have The Craft, Bring It On, and Clueless. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure many more will come throughout, mm-hmm. throughout our time period. I uh, like 90s teen movies. You like, like a lot of 90s movies. I'm, I know. They're 90% I cast of your up picks. another movie from the 90s to watch this movie instead. Let's see, you like 90s. But having said that, having said that, this is a burnt for me. I'm not shocked. There, and you know what? As we watched it, I was like, there is no way Mike is giving this anything other than a burnt. I will be shocked because I'm like, this movie isn't, it's still good, but it's not as good as I remember. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to say. Because you said like, it's worth rewatching if, if you have nostalgia for this movie. If you don't have nostalgia for this movie, and definitely if you're a 37-year-old man, this movie will not be for you. (laughs) (laughs) You're done. It's just just skip it. And the crazy thing is I picked this because I thought it was going to be an easy double for me Uh because I haven't had a double in a while that I picked. Yeah, that's true. Your last few picks have... It's been Bring It On was my last double that i picked and before that was twister yep everything else you you picked me a double with gone in 60 seconds i well, i knew that was going to be a double because that movie is ridiculous and fun yeah, yeah but i i have so oh, it's a little sad how few of the movies i have you picked. of your own movies but that's the whole point is we're trying to figure out whether these movies are still fun to watch or not right i know and like it, I get it and like I still enjoyed it that's the thing but I just I couldn't get bring myself to call it a double right okay. so well that's, that's all there is to that's it. the way the cookie crumbles although in this case it's popcorn yeah that's the way the popcorn is plain and burnt I'm sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry I honestly I thought 
I thought I would like it more and I thought you would like it more. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode. But next week, next week is my pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a couple things here. Oh, boy. First, Please tell me it actually topped the box office. So it did. It, okay. it, it super did. Okay. It topped the box office for many weeks. Wow. Okay, good. Because we we kind of have avoided that for a bit. Yeah, no, this is a big box office. This was this this did very well at the box office. Mm-hmm. And and well, I, are I'd we watching say, a Star War? I would say I would say oh, no. that <laughs> that most of the movies that I've picked so far, I've picked a few movies that might be top twenty. Like top 20 of my all time for me, but nothing I've picked is in my top 10. And this is a movie that is definitely in my top 10. Oh, but it's only top 10. It's got to be a Star War. From 1979, we are going to be watching Alien. Oh, yes, Kelly, please. I've been in the mood to watch something scary. When you told me, when you told me that you wanted to watch a scary movie, I'm like, this is perfect because I've already done the graphics for Alien. I'm so excited. Yes. Double butter. Double butter. I'm so excited. I'm so glad it's not Star Wars. (laughs) Um, When when you started saying I haven't done a movie that's in my top and I was like, oh, is he going to pick Jurassic Park? And then you said top 10. I was like, well, no, Jurassic Park's like his favorite movie. So yeah, no, like, no. Jurassic Park, because it's, as you just said, is my favorite movie of all time. I'm going to wait a bit before we just. No, we can't a, really be like, does yeah. it hold up? Does my, it hold up? It's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's good. So if you've already picked a scary movie, then I really should pick the next movie that I knew I wanted to do originally. Here's Edward. a challenge. Here's a challenge. I'm going to stick you. to it. Here's a challenge. It's from 1998. I'm sticking to it. Nope. <laughs> that was not my challenge. But if you have your pick, then you have your pick. Okay. All right. Well, so there you go. Next week, we What's will be What's the talking. challenge? I want to know. My challenge was to pick a movie from not the 90s. <laughs> We're doing this. So I promise. I promise my next one after that will not be from the 90s. <laughs> okay. Keep me to that. <laughs> well, hey, I, I managed to pick a movie now from the 80s for once. So there we go. We're, we're all so close. We're all learning. I'm so together. excited. Yeah. So I'm excited too. And we'll, and what something I'm going to do too, because this is something that is a bit different to make it just kind of a little bit of a difference for me. I've seen Alien many times. Mm-hmm. I own Alien. but Many he, versions. No, not for Alien. Aliens, we own a lot of versions, but <laughs> but I mean, it depends on how how you how you mean it. But we have the version that we have is the 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 I think it's the early two thousand three DVD that Fox did, and it has the original theatrical cut and the director's cut. <gasps> and I have only ever seen the theatrical cut once, and it was the first time I watched it, and I've only ever watched the director's cut since. So we will be watching the theatrical cut. There's not a huge difference. Like it's slightly longer and there's a little bit of a difference in the scenes. But I want to go back to theatrical cut and see how it, how it is cuz my memories Well, let's of, not get too into it. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, we'll leave it at we'll leave it at that. But theatrical cut of Alien. Yeah. So look forward to that movie for I next am. week. But for this episode of Bird Popcorn, I've been Mike. I'm Laura. And we will talk to you again. Assume. Assume. That's my shit. You stole my shit. Bye.